This is Classic Business. Breakfast with MoneyWeb. Arabile Gumede and Nastasia Aronsa on Classic 1027. It's eight minutes after seven. Now, to talk more in depth on the markets, uh, we're joined in studio by Michael Trahone, who's a portfolio manager at Vestec. Michael, we got, I suppose, a snippet of what happened uh, yesterday. From your point of view, how did you assess everything? Yeah, in the last few days, it's more been markets trembling along slightly in the red, slightly in the green. Um, uh, it hasn't really been major market movers. Um, at the moment, uh, all eyes still on what's happening with Brexit. There seems to be some clarity there. The pound strengthening quite well yesterday um, as uh, falling out without a deal definitely seems to be taken off the table now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's assuming that uh, uh, the EU actually allows them an extension. Um, so that's a very big assumption. Uh, I'm glad to say that uh, U.S.-China trade talks is no longer dominating the news. But mm-hmm. now we've got Trump in other facets where he's uh, <laughs> negotiating with Rocket Man and uh, where his ex-lawyer is busy uh, talking badly about him in front of Congress. I mean, uh, did we really talk about <laughs> Obama this much? I think like if we spoke about Obama once every six months, it was a lot. I mean, Trump we're talking about on a daily basis. I've always had the feeling, especially you know, since you know, when all the scandals and the stories came out that it distracts from the Make America Great Again mission that, uh, you know, he'd embarked on because you're busy fighting all of these things, trying to blow out fires in different parts of the corner, be it with uh, committee members, etc. So I'm not sure how all of it is going to play out, but just an interesting thing on that Michael Cohen statement. I was saying to Arabile uh, before we started that the Wall Street Journal has a particular article, well, a link that says that uh, highlights to Michael Cohen's statement. And if you click on it, it takes you to a completely separate page of all the articles written last night from the beginning of Michael Cohen's statement, whether it has to do with uh, paying off this person in Russia. And it's the most fascinating, I suppose, form of journalism where you've dedicated so much resources and time. But nonetheless, uh, back to local news, a company news that caught your attention? Yeah, I mean, Tonga can't seem to catch a break. Um, (laughs) After their trading updates on Friday, um, they just keep uh, dropping. The shares now effectively dropped over 50% in less than a week. Mm And it just highlights the dangers of using uh, debt. Yeah. So if you use debt to fuel your growth, um, it l- works really well while there is growth. But uh, as soon as growth slows down, you've still got that overhang of the debt burden. Um, and that's what's happening in this case. Uh, the company f- effectively on Friday said, we're going to swing from making a 650 million rand profit to making close to a 2 billion rand loss. Um, and that's I mean, yeah, that, that, that's big considering that its current market cap is $3.5 billion. Yeah. And essentially what the market's saying to you now is that they expect the company to announce a rights issue. Um, and a rights issue means that current shareholders gonna get, uh, will be diluted mm. unless you put more money in. Um, and that's, uh, that's effectively what's happened. So yesterday, Tonga dropping uh, a further 7.3%. Yeah. It's amazing how quickly some of these things happen. I mean, uh, pre-Steinhoff days, I don't remember any company losing half of its value in a week. Mm. Um, since then, we've had a few. I mean, uh, Aspen did something similar in, in, in September. Uh, EOH, uh, I think, has lost half its value uh, a few times over the last yeah. year. It's, uh, it just shows you the negative sentiment that's out there at the moment. Someone was tweeting about the JSC's quarterly index changes and uh, Tonga had been one of them, losing their place in the mid-cap index and now officially becoming a small cap. And, you know, she was remarking that 
that seemed impossible even a year ago. And um, just aside as well, Investec uh, closing, I think, half a percent higher at 91 Rand. Now um, the headlines say that it looks set to drop out of the top 40 index. But news that I suppose I don't get too excited every time, you know, Stanoff releases a send statement because it has nothing to do with the report that I've been waiting for for the longest time. This time they're saying that, um, you know, the delayed publication of its restated financial results for 2017 and 2018 will now be expected at the end of May. I don't know if I'm looking well, what's, for... What's an extra month <laughs> when it's already been over a year? Yes. So what's really an extra month? Well, we don't get to do it on this show. That's what happens. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, internationally, everybody was commenting about uh, Powell's statement and yes, he reiterated the fact that, you know, they're going to be playing a sort of wait and see approach for lack of a better description. But what I found quite fascinating was the dollar's negative reaction to Paul's statement, considering that it was not new information and there's not really any fresh insight provided. And it just made me wonder whether we're going to be seeing this kind of reaction when it comes to the dollar every time we get remarks from um, Fed policymakers or even getting economic data out of the U.S.? I mean, how are you seeing that? Yeah, I think it's just he's reinforcing that it's lower for longer. And all the money that had flowed into the U.S. for how many interest rate hikes were we meant to have this year, three or four, Mm. now we're going to have none. Um, And it it just reiterates that. And he's taking it one step further where he's saying the huge balance sheet that the Fed had built up during the QE era it's currently in rundown phase. Yeah. And he's saying we might even stop the rundown phase and just make it go sideways for a while. Um, and to have a balance sheet go sideways means that whenever their old treasuries expire, they need to go buy new treasuries. So it means that they're still active in the market. Um, mm-hmm. And that artificially uh, brings down your, your interest rate. So it's, it's just, it's, I think the dollar is just reacting to that. Re, being re-reminded of it. Uh, anyone who's got future predictions are now bringing that forward a bit. Um, but it's, I mean, it's not the end of the world for us. Uh, the Rand's 13.80. That's always nice to see. Mm. Uh, it would be nice at 11, but uh, I'll take 13.80 <laughs> after being at 14.50 last week. All right. The multi-choice listing, uh, Arabila is going to talk to you about that one in uh, just a bit after this break.